think the reason that Instagram stories works so well for me and, and others compared to other types of content is that it's the best trust builder. You can actually see someone face to face and somewhat in real time, even if it's not live, it's, you know, it's only live for 24 hours. So it feels a lot more personal, almost like we're having coffee together or we're in a room together and I'm telling you about my offers. It- Welcome to the She Shines podcast with your hosts, brand photographer and serial entrepreneur, Anna Laura, and super proud career woman with a passion for entrepreneurship, Alex. Tune in for some connection, community, and girl talk. Plus, join their conversations with other entrepreneurs and professionals who've been there, built that, and are paying it forward. They'll take your burning questions and turn them into actionable steps with a glass of champagne in hand. Here we go. How do you feel when it comes to showing up in your stories? Are you, we'll call it the Alex and Anna Laura ends of the spectrum because (laughs) we, believe it or not, are two very opposite ends of the spectrum at the moment. Stories are something that I am working to improve on, just like showing up, spontaneity, adding Mm. in more fun and personality and not feeling like, I got to script everything. And then Alex is just like, what's up? Like super great on the fly. Like that is one of her superpowers is she's always been the Instagram story ninja. Um, So how do you feel? Where do you fall on the spectrum? We would love to know. So go on ahead and slide into our DMs at SheXShines and let us know. But uh, we've got a great guest for you, no matter where you fall on the spectrum. Yes, yes, yes. Get ready to ditch the crazy Canva templates and the overwhelming content calendar. In this episode, Tori Overmeyer is showing you how to use your IG stories in a simple and strategic way to convert your audience into clients. Mm -hmm. So you're not going to want to miss the two major questions that you need to ask your clients before asking for a sale. The two types of content that help Tori land 90% of her clients, Instagram stories, the Mm -hmm. major types of story content that will convert your audience into clients and the Instagram story features to focus on using as well as how to overcome your weird feelings about sales. (laughs) Yes. This episode is so, so good. Whether you feel like an expert at stories or you feel like you have a little bit more to learn, you are going to love, love, love this episode. So let's get to it. Alrighty. Welcome back to the She Shines podcast, everyone. We are so excited to be chatting with our newest connection online, Tori Overmeyer, business and social media coach. Say hello, Tori, to everyone listening. Hi, everyone, and thank you all so much for having me. Oh, we are so excited to to jump on into this conversation. We cannot wait to learn how to convert our audience into paying clients using Instagram stories. That is amazing information, and I know you listening, you're like, okay, but can we get to it? Yes, we can, but first, Tori, we would love to you know, learn more about you and your background and kind of what led you to, you know, teaching this, like, how did this become your area of expertise? Okay. Yeah. We can hop right into my story. So it's kind of an interesting one. I used to be a hairstylist, which sounds like it's completely different world and it kind of is, but I was my own little like mini 
business owner within doing hair because I did work at a salon where I rented a chair. So I did learn a lot about being a business owner Mm. from that experience. I also learned a lot about getting clients through social media because that ended up being how I got, I would say about 90% of my clientele Mm. um, while I was doing hair was through Instagram marketing. And so Mm -hmm. naturally I started to have other hairstylists reaching out to me for help so that they could do the same thing. Mm. Um, And that's where it all started. So from there, I really learned about the online business space. Before that, I didn't really know much about, I didn't even really know it existed, but I loved the idea of being able to work from home and be my own boss and, you know, support people. So um, yeah, from there, I fell in love with it. I invested in my own mentors and created my own programs. And I guess the rest is history. That is incredible. Oh my goodness. We can definitely relate like having a background in one industry and then on paper, people will be like, wait, what? Like Mm -hmm. a hairstylist. So that's why we love serving this multi-passionate community is because you just never know where the, where the world's going to take you. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love that. Can you maybe also tell us about your, your business mission and the clients that you most love serving? Yes. I would say my biggest like overarching mission is to just help women be able to live the life that they want and create a business that supports that. Um, The reason that I say that is because I feel like there are so many different ways to be an online business owner. Mm -hmm. I have friends in the space who do it because they love to travel and be able to work from anywhere. Then I have people who like me want to do it because they want to just be able to lounge around their house while they're working, (laughs) work from home. And then, you know, there are other people too, who want more time with their family and whatever the reason is, I just want to be able to support people in building a business that supports that lifestyle. I love that you said that. And it reminds me of what you posted. Um, You shared like normalize having a job while growing your business. And I think it really speaks towards what you just said is there's so many ways to build a business online that's going to support you. And for some people like Anna Laura transitioned out of her full-time job as a speech pathologist to a full-time entrepreneur, right? And you did the same. And for myself, the type of lifestyle that fits for me mm-hmm. is still having the job that I love so much and also making space to grow a business, but it doesn't mean it's any less of a business because of my job, right? And so I, I just love that you shared mm-hmm. that earlier today. And then we're like, circle coming back to it again. So everyone out there, like, please take this to heart because you're going to hear and see so many things online that are going to tell you how you should do it. It needs to be done this way. But remember today, mark it down, whatever day you're listening, Tori Overmeyer, she told you there are so many ways, different ways to build your business online. Yes, it's so true. And I'm glad you brought that up too, because that is a totally respectable goal too, even long-term. Like I have some clients who are like, I never want to leave my other job. I love having this as a side hustle. And like, I'm here to support that vision too. Love that. Oh my goodness. And you listening, I know you're already getting so much out of this conversation because we have women literally from like across the the spectrum, like whether you're in your full-time career and you love your full-time career, but you also have this entrepreneurial bug or you're in your full-time career and maybe don't love your full-time career. Like Mm -hmm. there's, there is something to glean from this 
this portion of the conversation as well. Um, so do you have any advice before we dive into really using stories to convert your audience, uh, into paying clients? What would be your advice to those listeners to really lean into their entrepreneurial bug? I would say the biggest thing is figure out what it is if there is something that people already want your help with or kind of like look to you for. Mm. I think sometimes when we go to start our online business, we think that we have to come up with this like brand new idea or pull an idea out of thin air. And for me, I think what made my transition from doing hair to being an online business owner so easy was that I really listened to what people were already Mm. asking me for advice on. Yes, 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 yes. Love it. Claps, 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 claps. We're we're just clapping you up because this is is something we preach to our clients like all the time. Like when they're feeling stuck, it's just like, what is it that people are coming to you for? Like, what are people asking you? Like, chances are the answers right in front of you, right? And you're overcomplicating it. Like you could have been like, you know what? I know everyone is asking me how to do my social media for hairstylists, but I'm going to come out with a brand new blow dryer, you know, like completely go the different in a different direction. And so, you know, I, I really enjoy that, that you said that, because it's something yes. that we really try and try and drive home. <laughs> And even for people too, who are like, are maybe they're not brand new to it. I know even sometimes I fall back into that old habit of like pulling an idea out of thin air or creating something that I just think is cool. And then when I actually go back and figure out like, okay, this is what people were actually asking me for (laughs) slow down. Like let's start over. And then, you know, the second idea always ends up turning out better when I just Mm -hmm. listen to my audience. (laughs) Yes. Absolutely. Can you maybe give us some, a few tips on doing market research? Like what would be, what is your method methodology for conducting that? Like, you know, that initial market research, or maybe like you've already launched and you're like, whoa, 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 y'all weren't even asking for this. Let me hear you out more. <laughs> like, what are some questions that you ask? Yes. I love this question. Cause I love market research. I tell my clients oh, yes. whether they are like <laughs> new business owners or people that are coming to me and already making six figures. I'm like, we should continue to do market research all the time. And Mm -hmm. I'm constantly like redoing my market research. So this is a great question. Um, Well, one of my favorite ways, first of all, to conduct market research, like technically is on the phone. I encourage on the phone market research as much as you can. Of course, there are times when if you're just too busy, it's totally okay to just do some in the DMs and like come up with a list of questions that you can copy and paste to people who volunteered. But I find when we get people on the phone, we can actually really hear the way they would truly speak about these things. And hearing their actual language when they're talking about these things is really helpful. So Mm -hmm. anytime you can get people on the phone for market research, I highly encourage that. Um, And then a few of the questions that I would definitely say are like, you know, the must have questions when you are asking market research is number one, what are your, let's say three to five biggest struggles. Mm -hmm. Then you also want to dive deeper into that. So you want to ask them, okay, so when you're experiencing those struggles, how does that actually show up in your day-to-day life? Like how is that affecting, you know, depending on what industry you're in, how is that affecting your business or your life or your health, whatever. 
Um, and then same thing on the other end, you want to ask what are three big goals that you have three to five goals. And then again, dive deeper into that, ask them, you know, what would that look like in your day-to-day life if you actually mm. hit those goals and how would that feel? Because mm. when we can not only get to the bottom of their struggles and their desires, but actually like the vision that they've kind of created around those things, that's where we can really start to create that content that they, that then your audience goes, oh my God, it's like, she's talking to me. Mm. So good. Especially the part about struggles and the goals, but I like how you dove a little bit deeper in Mm -hmm. saying like how, not only how does that look for you, but how does that feel? Um, And I think that's probably often really easily overlooked thing. It's like, okay, boom, I know what they're struggling with. I know what their goals are. Market research done. (laughs) Check next. (laughs) Yeah. But taking it just that extra step, right. Really makes all the difference. And like you said, you can really, really use language that speaks to them and that's actually Mm -hmm. helpful. So. Yeah. Yeah. Which is great too, because market research should always be used not only for the actual creation of the offer, but then for the marketing of it too. Like you always mm-hmm. want to go back and reference that market research when you're creating content or sales pages or whatever, because that's mm-hmm. how you're going to create a sales page again, that actually speaks to that ideal client. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. I'm, I'm so pumped. And this is also language that you would use in things, not only your, your site, like you just mentioned, but also in your Instagram stories. Are we right? (laughs) Yes. So let's get into it. Let's get into using stories to convert your audience into paying clients. Cause I know you listening, you're like, yes, let's get into it. Okay. (laughs) So let's go. Why, why do you love Instagram stories? I mean, we know you've built a successful online business from using those Instagram stories, not only online business, but I'll also say a service-based business. Yes. <laughs> you mentioned like, that is, that is how your hairstyling business like took off. So how have you specifically used those uh, used Instagram stories to grow your business? So I think the reason that Instagram stories work so well for me and, and others compared to other types of content is that it's the best trust builder. I think you can actually see someone face to face and it's somewhat in real time, even if it's not live, it's, you know, it's only live for 24 hours. So it feels a lot more personal, almost like we're having coffee together or we're in a room together and I'm telling you about my offers. It feels a lot different. And I think people can build more trust that way than they can, for example, if they're, you know, watching a reel or reading a caption. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Definitely. And that's not to say that those types of content aren't great too, but I think they're great Um, you know, for other purposes as well, where stories, I feel like is the best place, at least for my business to actually sell and convert. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what would you say, um, or if you can tell us like, what sort of return have you seen, whether it's in your own business or for your, your clients, the, the people that you're coaching by using Instagram stories? So I would say that I get, in this business. And like I said, in my hair business, probably 90% of my sales directly through what I do in my Instagram stories. Wow. So 
Similarly for my clients, because that's mainly what I teach them on, I think that they also see most of their success through their Instagram stories as well. Of course, captions help too. And I do teach my clients other things like utilizing their email list and stuff like that. But I would say, um, like as far as direct conversion, like someone going from an Instagram story to a link in their bio, um, that's where my clients see most of their success as well. Mm. Yes. Do you feel that Instagram stories are like, it, does it depend? Cause you mentioned earlier, like you, you've found it's the best place for your business. And obviously it's great for, for your clients. Do you feel like there are specific industries or types of businesses like service-based versus product-based that perform better using Instagram? Or is it like a personality thing? Like what, what is kind of the, the, the secret sauce here? I would say a little bit of both. I think one of the reason that it, reasons it works especially well for service-based industries is because you can get so in-depth with talking on your Instagram stories, right? It's not like when you go to sell a product, let's say, and you know, it's clothing, maybe the main selling point of it is aesthetics, right? Like it's a cute shirt. So obviously posting it in your feed would be very helpful for that type of company too. But when you're trying to sell a service, you really need to be able to get into, like we just talked about those pain points, the problem you're solving, Mm -hmm. um, the solution that you're giving people, those things are really, um, I think communicated well through the fact that in stories we can actually talk to people. Yeah. No, absolutely. And, and for you product biz owners out there, I know we have a few in our community. If you're like, Oh, well, this doesn't apply to me. Hold up. It (laughs) does because we know that your, your customers still have pain points as well. And you provide solutions to Mm -hmm. beyond the product that you sell really goes back to like you, you asked those market research questions, you are solving a struggle for them. You mm. are helping them reach their goals, even through a product or a service. So I, I appreciate you, you saying that, um, do you have any advice to those out there? Cause okay. Alex and I, just so you know, we are <laughs> kind of on two different ends of the spectrum here. Alex is like great at like on the spot can talk to a camera literally like all day, every day. <laughs> I am like, got to psych myself up to get on stories today. Okay. We're going to do this. Oh no. Let's record this six times. Like, and then it still doesn't work. Okay. So would you, what would be your advice there to those who like myself maybe aren't totally not even comfortable on camera, but just like maybe a little more on the introverted side and have to like psych themselves up so much to get on camera. Um, or maybe practice a million times before like jumping on there. Like what, what is your advice to those people, my fellow people out there? (laughs) Yes. You are not alone. I'm sure there are plenty of people listening and even plenty of my clients when they start off with me feel the same way. So you're not alone there. Anyone (laughs) who's relating. Um, I think what I would say is something that was really helpful for me in the beginning. Cause I remember when Instagram first came out with Instagram stories and I saw other people getting on there and talking and I was like, Oh no, <laughs> do I have to do this now too. 
thank goodness I did but I remember what really helped me in that time when I was getting comfortable with it was figuring out what type of content like I guess I should say what topics I felt most comfortable with and just starting off with that so what I mean by that is you know there are plenty of ways that you can get on your stories and show up right you can get on there and just like straight up hard sell you can get on there and do more of like a blog type of situation where you're just sharing about your day or telling a funny story for me what felt most comfortable was getting on my stories and just educating teaching Mm. something right Mm -hmm. like tips and tricks or whatever it is for me that felt like I could do it in almost like a scripted way where I didn't have to think too much I didn't have to necessarily like show too much personality and so that was where I that was I guess sort of my gateway into getting comfortable was I just started off doing little mini trainings here and there and everyone may be different with what type feels the most comfortable for them but I would try really hard to figure out okay what is one thing I can do on my stories that at least feels a little bit doable and start using that as your practice and then all of the other types will start to feel more comfortable the longer you've done that. I love these tips so much. Mm-hmm. You're so like good. me, go back, rewind, <laughs> listen again, and really absorb that. Like what, what do you feel most comfortable? And j- just one thing, not like 12 different things. things. <laughs> like, you don't have to show up in every single way that you see everybody else showing up. It can just be one way that you feel most confident. And I love that starting with your strengths. Yes. Yeah. And kind of piggybacking off of that, what would you say, is there like a specific kind of content that works really well in terms of converting our audience into paying clients? Like the things that we're talking about or the specific things that we're showing, is it like cool to repurpose things from our feed back into our stories in a way that works? Like, what would you say is that that best type of content um, that we can use? Yeah, I'm a big fan, first of all, of repurposing. So anytime (laughs) you can repurpose, I say go for it. As far as like type top types of content that are best for converting, um, I'll share a few of my favorites. Number one is uh, what I call owning your differentiator. So be really clear with your audience on what makes you or your product or your service unique and own that and talk about it online on your stories and use that to then lead into a sales pitch. So that could mm-hmm. look like, for example, I recently created an offer that was more of a course, like you typically would be able to just purchase it and do it yourself. But I added in some live elements, like they got some live Q and A's and a Facebook group, stuff like that. So I got on my stories and talked about how this isn't just your average course. You're actually getting live support from me. And then I, you know, turn that into, you know, link in my bio, whatever you do to actually sell. Um, So owning your differentiator, that can be a huge one. Another one that's uh, really important is addressing objections. So know what your ideal client's common objections to purchasing your product or service are and address those in your Instagram stories. So Another example uh, of this one would be a lot of potential clients in my industry will say things like, I need to check with my husband or my partner first before Mm -hmm. I give you a yes, right? Which is totally fine, obviously. But I can sort of 
help them work through this objection by bringing it up in my Instagram stories and talking about how I totally understand I've been in their shoes, but at the end of the day, you know, my business is mine. And so I'm going to, you know, make the final decision on whether I'm going to invest in something or not. So that's just an example of bringing a common objection into your stories and working your ideal client through it with them. I love this. I love this so much. So, so owning your differentiator, which again, goes back to what you feel most confident with, like we talked about earlier, like what makes you unique, like knowing yourself, it seems like is a big theme here (laughs) when, when it comes to your business, right? Um, A lot of this is you. So owning your differentiator um, and also addressing objections, which goes back to that market research piece. If you Mm -hmm. don't know like what their pain points are and like the, you know, how you can help them overcome that, then you can't address, address that objection. So Mm. yeah, no, that's, this is so good. This is so So good. good. And you think too, I'm sure you see this all the time, Tori, and we, when we'll hop on maybe discovery calls and women who are struggling with, you know, producing content or sharing content and getting clients, they will have already maybe worked with someone or gotten advice from someone. And they just say, Oh, we'll just get on stories. Just, just do it, right? Like, oh, just DM mm-hmm. someone, just get on stories. And like, yeah, you can just get on stories, but if you have an actual plan to grow a business, like you do need a little bit of strategy behind it, right? And obviously there's time to, to talk on the fly and, and just be you, but, you know, if we're looking to make money and, and convert our audience into paying clients, like the whole point of this podcast, um, mm-hmm. I think we all have to like, double do a double take at the advice that we're getting especially if if people are telling you out there like just do it (laughs) you can do it but please pay attention to all the steps that do have to come before so you can be successful and so you don't waste your time and your energy and your money (laughs) yes I agree with that and feel that so much because that is Unfortunately, I feel like we do see that a lot. I know I've been on plenty of discovery calls where people will be like, I've been posting on Instagram for years and I feel like my effort is going nowhere. I'm not making any money. And that just kills me because it can't, I mean, it takes time and I don't want people just spending all this time creating content and then not getting any results from it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that kind of leads really well, actually into our next question about kind of the strategy behind a successful Instagram story. Like, is there one, we've talked about a little bit of a strategy here, owning your differentiator, addressing objections. Like those are the top types of content for converting, but is there like a particular schedule that you find to be most successful? Like, is there a schedule at all? Like, should we be scheduling or planning our Instagram stories? Should we stick with a theme or a content calendar? Or should we just kind of jump in on the fly and start sharing about our differentiators and our objections? (laughs) Yes. Great question. So there are kind of two different, um, like phases. I think that business owners will be in online, depending on what's going on in their actual business. So what I mean by that is, are you in a phase where you are launching something Or are you in a phase where you're more so maybe just 
casually selling here and there and or maybe not even selling anything and just sort of building your brand up right now. Um, because if it's the first one, if you are doing a hard launch, and this is especially specific, again, to service-based businesses, although I'm sure some product-based businesses do hard launches as well. Um, but what I teach my clients who are other coaches is I teach them a very specific launch strategy for when they're launching a new offer. And within that, there are different phases that you will be creating different types of content because hopefully what a launch does is it takes your audience from cold leads to hot leads to clients. And there is a specific strategy that I teach people as far as content goes to do that. However, then the you know, the other side of this is if you're not doing a hard launch and maybe you're just selling things here and there, or again, not selling at all. What I like to have my clients do to make content creation a little bit easier for themselves is create content buckets. So these are just content topics that you will basically rotate between and rinse and repeat. And this is what helps you build your brand. So I always recommend having some content buckets that are more personal. So things that just help your audience get to know you. And then I also recommend having obviously content buckets that are directly related to your business. And then again, like I said, you just sort of rotate between those topics and come up with new ways of saying the same thing over and over again. Mm. Repurposing. Yes. <laughs> you should open the episode with that. <laughs> Uh, but no, again, such a great point because we, I forget at what point it took us longer than we should have, I think, because <laughs> we say it to our clients all the time is like, you, you really only have so many things to say about your business, right? Like, uh, unless you own five different businesses and this is like your personal account, like, okay, then you can tune this part out. But if you are just running like this one business or even two businesses, like you only have a finite amount of things to say about what you do as a business owner. So there's no reason for you to like talk about 40 million things every single day. Um, and so, you know, guys, listen to Tori here and take this to heart of if you're feeling overwhelmed and you are, you still, you want to make money, like let's simplify. You have your personal content bucket and your content bucket direct directly related to your business. And I think that's mm -hmm. such a, a great way of, of organizing the way you're showing up on stories. And then also, like you mentioned, it's different if you're launching, right? Because there's a, there's a different goal there with the people that are watching you, taking them from cold to hot to fingers crossed clients, <laughs> right? Exactly, mm -hmm. which brings up a really good point. Um, you said there's a different goal there. And I think that's something that just like quick tip here, Whenever you go into creating a piece of content, have a really clear idea of what the purpose is, because you never want to go into creating a piece of content just because you feel like you should or because you haven't posted in a couple of days, right? You want to have a clear purpose is like, is this post selling or is this helping my clients relate to me? Is this... Mm you know, sharing a story, whatever that purpose is, be really clear on that. Cause I think that is really helpful in creating strong content too. Mm. Yeah. I love, love these tips and this whole conversation. Um, I guess our, our next question is like, there's so many different features and tools <laughs> and, da, 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 and the list goes on and on and on. Like mm -hmm. what would be 
like, do you, okay. One, should we be using all these different apps and tools and to spice up our Instagram stories and keep things on brand and like, or should we just get on stories and talk? to people like what and the way I'm asking this I feel like it sounds very biased but I'm genuinely (laughs) wanting to know like do you have any favorite apps or tools um and are there any features maybe that Instagram has already built in that we should be focusing on more to convert our audience so when it comes to Instagram stories specifically and all the features that are included I say keep it simple and just do it is should be main priority. Um, when I am creating stories that convert the most, it's usually when I'm just simply talking to my camera. Sure. I'll have maybe like a filter on, but Mm -hmm. that's as fancy as it gets. It's me talking to the camera, writing out captions, always write out your captions because most people, I think the statistic is like 70% of people watch stories with their sound off. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, other than that, I don't, you know, I don't do a lot of outside editing apps or anything like that. I'll throw in an emoji here or there, (laughs) Um, but I like to keep my stories really simple and clean. Mm -hmm. And is that because it works for your brand or because like, like you said, like you have found that it converts the most, like what have you found amongst your clients as well? Yeah, I think that keeping things simple on stories works best for anyone, not just me, just because when things get too complicated or busy, um, you can lose your clear messaging and messaging Mm -hmm. is the most important thing. Of course, you can, you know, add things in here and there that like if you have certain brand colors, sometimes if I'm just creating um, some text in my stories, I'll make the background on my, you know, brand colors. But mm-hmm. other than that, we really don't need to make things more complicated for ourselves. Um, Amen. I'm another excuse to not do it. <laughs> Say that again. Oh yeah. my goodness. Yes. <laughs> Keep it simple, sweetheart. We say this all the time. It's the kiss method. Mm-hmm. Keep it simple, sweetheart. Like that I is that. <laughs> so Yes. No, you're, you're so right. The more, um, steps we add in for ourselves when in fact, a lot of times the simplest way is often the highest converting way. Like, why wouldn't we be doing that? Like, why would we shoot ourselves in the foot and take up more of our precious time? Mm -hmm. So I, for one, am very relieved to hear that (laughs) those simple stories, you just talk into the camera, throw on a filter and, Instagram, I think actually helped us by adding in that captions button, um, where it transcribes your audio, like as you're talking, Mm -hmm. um, I will say sometimes they're not always right. And I have a Southern accent and it really, every time I say really, it thinks I'm saying Riley, (laughs) I don't know why. Um, so maybe go back you can actually edit some of the text that they, uh, (laughs) type out if you have a Southern accent like me. Um, but yeah, so write out or edit out those captions, um, and keep it simple. Mm -hmm. I love it. Mm -hmm. Sigh of relief. Yes, Tori, thank you. Method that is so cute. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I think we put it in every like every event that we host. Like if we have like a, a slide or something, we always have keep it simple. Keep it simple. <laughs> also, because we are notorious for not keeping things simple, so we have to tell ourselves 
So it's like not just for our clients and our community. Like we literally have to tell ourselves, like, keep it simple. Keep it simple. Don't do the most. <laughs> oh my gosh. When you're talking about IG stories, like, do you remember how crazy our IG stories were? Girl. And Laura, like we used to literally do the most tour. You would have been horrified, like <laughs> templates on tablets and stickers and frames and like just external hard drives full of Canva exports. Like, oh my why? goodness. Why? But no, this is, this is great. Like just show your face. If you're scared to show your face, talk about what you know, what you feel comfortable with. Maybe you're hilarious and just want to pop in and tell a joke. And that's what you're most comfortable with. Maybe you're like Tori and love educating or inspiring or encouraging someone Mm -hmm. like just stick with what, you know, build up that confidence and continue to practice, practice, practice. Is there any last minute? advice that you have for converting your audience into clients using Instagram stories? Yes. My final words on converting (laughs) would be don't be afraid to sell. And I wanted to make sure to throw this in here because we've talked a lot about, you know, techniques for this, but sometimes what holds people back the most is their fear of actually doing it and being salesy. So just know that talking about what you have to offer is not sleazy. And I'm going to give my favorite lemonade stand example, because I think it's the best visual for helping people get over their fear of selling. So imagine that you, you know, are having a lemonade stand, but you go outside, you line up a bunch of cups full of lemonade, but you don't have a stand, you don't have chairs, you don't have a sign, you're just sitting there. Do you expect strangers to come up to you and ask you if you're selling that lemonade? (laughs) Because that is essentially what you're doing if all you're doing is talking about, you know, your business without actually telling people how or why they should buy from you. So when you become unafraid to sell and you actually tell people, you know, go to the link in my bio or (laughs) here's how you can purchase from me. That is you putting up your lemonade stand sign and actually being there to help people that are thirsty. This is such a beautiful analogy. I love that. So clear and so needed. And I'm so glad you say you said that because we did. We focused a lot on strategy, but y'all know here at She Shines, we believe that your business is 90% your mindset and just 10% strategy. So you can talk technique all day, but if you don't have the mindset of, you know, it's okay to sell, then you're going to, you're going to hide that lemonade sign and no Mm -hmm. one's going to know what you got girl. And you got some great lemonade. We know it. Um, and we have, uh, an episode that dives a little bit deeper into this. We'll link that in the show notes for y'all all about selling and like the mindset around selling. Um, but Tori, that was such great advice and I'm glad I, we, we should have started with that, but (laughs) I'm glad we're, we're ending on, on that note uh, Mm -hmm. with this conversation. So thank you for saying that. Yes, you're welcome. So can you share with us where we can connect with you and watch all your fabulous Instagram stories and learn all the things? Yes. So obviously Instagram is the best place to connect with me. Mm -hmm. That's pretty much where I always am. So you can find me at the whole Tori. 
Um, that's T O R I. And at the link in my bio, you can find some other fun stuff too. If you want to just like look around my website to learn more about me, um, I have a free caption calendar and hashtag workbook as well. If you're wanting to create some hashtags and uh, get some caption ideas. Um, but yeah, pretty much everything else. And if you want to say hi, I love making connections. So yeah, over at the whole Tori on Instagram. Wonderful. And we have linked all of that in the show notes for you guys. So go on and snag her free hashtag workbook and caption calendar, and then you can find all her social links as well. Um, wonderful. So before we let you go, we're going to do our rapid fire. She shines question round. So just, you know, quick one to two word answers here. Um, what is your favorite way to connect with new clients? In the DMs. Ooh, but yes. We love too. the DMs too. That's how we met. <laughs> Next question is, how can I create community in my life or business? Get off of Instagram. This <laughs> sound very counterintuitive to the entire conversation we just had. But don't forget that there's actual people in the real world around you too. And I have gotten some of my best longtime clients from like in-person events too. Mm-hmm. So don't fully just count on Instagram, get out there and network too. Oh yes. yes. We were just having this conversation like last week. So I love that you said that. Um, all right. Last question. How do you get your fill of girl talk? This is going to sound funny, but texting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love hanging out with my girlfriends too. And I'm lucky I get a lot of girl time with them, but my friends and I in our group chat, it's like the highlight of my day. Sometimes <laughs> I think that we are hilarious and we will text about, you know, the reality shows that we watch as we're watching them. Um, and so I love having that connection with them. I love that so much. Yeah. Alex and I can definitely relate to literally every, all of your answers. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we went from online to offline to now work wives via text and yes. just all the girl talk via text. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Tori, this has been such a great conversation. You've shared so much valuable info from, you know, not only selling through Instagram stories and converting your audience, but also market research questions Mm -hmm. to ask your entire background and story. I mean, just, you know, the, the mindset around selling, all of it has been such valuable information and I know we can't wait till, till this episode airs so we can hear mm-hmm. it again. Um, <laughs> but thank you so much for coming on and taking the time. Thank you guys so much too. It was really fun. Oh, great. So until the next time, everyone keep shining. Thank you so much for joining us on the She Shines podcast. Before you go, be sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on the next episode. Plus, we would love to hear what you enjoyed most. So share a takeaway and be sure to tag us at SheXShines. And lastly, please take a sec to leave a thoughtful review or pass this episode on to someone you feel could use it. Until next time, keep shining. Cheers, girlfriend.